Hello, I'm Mark Rako, CEO of Mouth Media Network. We play a role in helping businesses grow and succeed. We produce business-to-business podcasts and podcast-formatted internal communication solutions for enterprise brands. While our studio is fully operational, like many, I'm working and recording this from home. And at this moment in the time of the COVID-19 or coronavirus pandemic and now national emergency, growing and succeeding in business has become more difficult for almost everybody and a formidable challenge for many business leaders. With unavoidable decisions to have entire workforces work from home, reduced foot traffic in retail stores, the risks to on-demand or gig workers, employers trying to navigate what they can and should do to keep their ship afloat, communicating the right messages the right way to protect morale among employees who are separated and fearful. And of course, there are severe supply chain concerns, loss of sales and marketing opportunities, and a scope of decisions to be made which really haven't been seen in generations if ever. And yet there's really no playbook to follow for this, is there? This is a tough time. And in the spirit of we're all in this together, we at Mouth Media assembled some experts to cover a few key issues business leaders are likely to encounter as a result of the coronavirus emergency. And if we can, we'll try to keep the conversation going. Over a number of brief episodes, you'll hear important considerations, inspirations, and guidance from leaders in retail strategy, human resources, on-demand or gig workers, executive management, risk mitigation, and even the dynamics of managing social distancing in business, and more. Plus, the crucial plays each of them would put in your emergency playbook. In this episode... Let's take a look at the retail landscape overall. From New York City, here's Wendy Liebman, founder, CEO, and chief shopper at WSL Strategic Retail. Hi, Wendy. Thanks so much for being available on uh, on really quite a short notice, but also in a frenzy of response that I'm sure you have working with your clients as they're navigating a minute-by-minute a, a minute transforming uh, moment in time. You're often known for saying, here's the thing. <laughs> a bit of a catchphrase. Right. Right now, the thing seems to be that we don't know what the thing is. Mm-hmm. It, it is changing so rapidly, right. so surprising so monumentally that entire supply chains are cut off in an instant almost. Um, A command by leadership, uh, whether it be corporate leadership or a directive from governmental leadership, instantly changes the entire scope of what a company can even do and where its employees will be um, and what things will be happening and what things it depends on. So my question to you is, could you comment on how business leaders can take this all in and try to process it so that they're, everything that they've built their business up to just, just disintegrate in a moment mm-hmm. and there is some opportunity to navigate that? Mm. You know, I think the first thing is that uh, 
leaders in any kind of business really need to create a sense of calm in this incredibly fast roiling sea of uncertainty. I don't care what business you're in, whether you're in technology or retail or consumer packaged goods, politics, whatever it is, that the level of uncertainty is the, is the most um, debilitating to people individually and to a business. So I think the first thing that whatever business you're in is that you have to help your employees and your customers understand that you are clear about the situation as best you can be at this point, that you have their greatest interests at heart at this point, that it isn't just about me as a corporate leader making sure my money is protected, but that you are conscious of the broader community that of your employees and your customers and their families. So I think that calm is it's really, really important. I think honesty and openness is is the other or is one aspect of that. I think that is um, to be able to say to people, here's what we know and here's what we don't know. And if you're taking precautions for people, then you need to explain why and not have them panic because that I think is the, in a, in a time of unknown is the greatest issue. So that sense of calm and purposefulness when there's so much uncertainty around and an honesty and openness as best it can be is really critical at this point. To me, that's the first step. The other is to being empathetic, which sounds a little strange in this, but um, maybe not, but that understanding the circumstances under which the people who work for you live. Are you, I'm sorry, are you talking about um, towards the customer or towards the employee or both? I'm talking about both. So for my employees, for example, do I recognize some people are single? And if I say work from home, how will they do? Um, uh, will they be lonely? Will they be engaged? Do they have food? You know, do they have good Wi-Fi? Um, if they've got families, how are they going to organize their days? You know, I think understanding your employees not as a lump sum, but understanding their different needs within this is really important. Whether you're in a really big company or a small company, you need to be empathetic about them. And then I think for customers, it's the same. You know, it is the same thing. It is that message uh, to your clients or to your ultimate customers if they're, you know, a retailer and they have customers. I think it's really important too to say, listen, how are you? Hope you're okay. If there's anything we can do, you know, we can do it virtually, we can deliver it to you, all of those sorts of things. And I think that plays out in different um, in different cases. I can think about clients of ours um, who are retailers. I sent an email to, to a one today and just said, how are you? How are you doing? I know we had these meetings that were cancelled. In order to help your people be stay engaged, we are absolutely happy to do, you know, a virtual presentation, you know, take it on the virtual road. Um, just thinking about them and then, as I always say, with a little humour, <laughs> because my, my sign-off these days is, you know, wash your hands, stay calm, eat chocolate and have a cocktail and don't listen to the news uh, 24-7. Um, but I do think the, the, so the calmness and the putting yourself in their place 
is another piece that's really important because, you know, executives can't, leaders can't be controlling anything much at the moment either. And they're just trying to react. So it's just creating that base of calm. It's about morale and it's about morale this moment and how do you keep businesses going. And it's about morale in the long term um, because the sense is that this will ultimately change the way we think about things as people and as business people. And how do we ensure that coming out of this, uh, whenever that is, that we have continued to take care of and engage our communities? And that's what I think is really important. Very important. Thank you. And uh, there's another aspect to this, of course, particularly for retailers. As an expert in retail, I ask you this. Foot traffic is a real issue here. Well, there's really two issues related to people in the store, in the physical store. Foot traffic, which has instantly declined. And uh, my wife was in Times Square today and she said, there's nobody here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the second thing is, in all honesty, there's a lot of employees, associates in the store that are like, this job ain't worth it. Right. Uh, for those that may not be executive type people, and those people often can work remotely, um, the, the associates working in the store, they just don't want to come in. Or or if they are there, their morale is not high. They're scared. I've made a point today of being in several retail environments, um, from a grocery, the local grocery store to um, one of the largest malls in New Jersey. Um, and as I did that, uh, several things struck me. So uh, in the large mall, the mall at Short Hills, which is a very high-end mall in Short Hills, New Jersey, um, it was interesting. Of course, very few people. The people that were there were very, um, well, I don't know if sympathetic's the word, who were very conscious of the other people that were there, and I mean other customers, other shoppers, uh, sort of a little nod, a little, okay, we're here. And that reminded me very much of right after September 11, kind of a nod of, okay, we're out, we're here, we're showing, you know, we're with it. Um, so there was that. And I will tell you, in the stores, because I was in several stores purposely and also doing some chores, um, that what was interesting about being in the stores were the salespeople who had very little to do, you're absolutely right, uh, they were um, very friendly, very engaged, um, you know, practical about distance and, and, and uh, um, con- you know, certainly offering a d- d- degree of concern. But they were in many ways happy to have somebody in the store and happy to engage. So I think that at least at this moment, there's a recognition that, wow, grateful that somebody showed up and was willing to spend money. Uh, and so I saw it reflected in that. In the supermarket, of course, it was the antithesis in terms of people. I mean, busy, crowded, people stocking up on all the most, you know, all the weirdest kinds of things. Uh, stores, shelves, quite empty. Uh, I made a comment about I was just getting things for dinner tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. And somebody said to me, why, you think there'll be things here tomorrow? And I looked around and thought, oh, come on, please. But I think that even there the people were trying very hard to put on a a happy, um, supportive face of each other. I noticed the woman from the floral department was helping the butcher, 
restock some of the, the shelves in the, in the freezer cabinet. Um, so I think that it's this issue of if I treat the person who's there like my equal and understand we're all facing the same situation, then we can get through this. I do think the other piece, and I, I was talking to a family member of mine who's in the restaurant business um, in another country, and it's a very different situation, you know, when you've got those kinds of businesses, and we'll see that in retail, I suspect, very quickly, where the people just aren't coming. And then you have to let people off. You know, you, they, you can't afford to keep them on because there's no business to be had. So I think there's a whole series of things within the retail environment. If I'm a retailer, I want to say to the people who are working in the store, we appreciate you being there and we want you as safely as you can to engage and help your customers feel comfortable and secure because that's the short term and the long term. Um, but there is a recognition that these are, our, these are hourly employees, many of whom do not have the healthcare benefits that they will need, and there's a great sense of worry and concern underlying this day-to-day -day of what we're now engaged in. So for those businesses that do have an e-commerce presence, mm -hmm. which these days is most right. um, retail businesses, mm -hmm. people are home, they're working remotely, they're scared to come in, those that who are, or they're, they're in some cases, they're obeying the law, but we still need these people. Mm -hmm. And we can't just automatically say, well, just go to e-commerce. It's a change in behavior right. for some shoppers. What, if anything, can you suggest of a way that those retailers can drive those typically brick and mortar shoppers mm -hmm. to be willing to still shop in e-commerce uh, and maybe build their e-commerce yeah. business as a result yeah. of this. Yeah, I, I mean, I think e-commerce, this is the moment when all the technology that we've absorbed and now makes us crazy actually comes into play and becomes both a, a hugely important tool, both from a working standpoint, but also from a shopping standpoint. So um, that notion of reaching out to your customers and saying, listen, we know you may not feel comfortable coming into the store either we can, you know, you can go online and order and we'll deliver it to you. You can go online and order and just drive through and we'll pop it in the car. Uh, for people who aren't comfortable, you know, elderly people who may not be comfortable shopping online, and it's, it's an assumption that's not always true, but some, it is, it is also call us and we can deliver it to you. That outreach now is really, really important to say, it's the empathy I said, it's the understanding of saying we understand you're in this situation or you may be uh, and we will bring whatever we can whatever you need to you and in some cases we see retailers already doing that and saying there'll be no charge I mean Walgreens sent out a letter to people this week that said any of those things that you order online or you need because you you're afraid or can't come into the store we will deliver to you and I think that outreach um, is really important and and you know just being pragmatic very opportunistic because it's building a, a, a relationship and saying we understand the situation you're in and we will deliver to you get it to you even if it means our stores will be totally empty if there was a, a playbook for business leaders for retailers uh or for partners of retailers uh here's what you do in the event of a coronavirus outbreak, mm -hmm. what is it? What would your entry be? 
recognize the individual and the individual need. And by that I mean is understand who that person is, either as an employee or a customer or a client, and reach out to them in a, an overt way that says, we are here for you, we will do the best we can, we will get it to you, we will engage with you, and we will do our very best to try and make this easier. And whether that's product shipped to the door, whether it's call me if I'm a customer and I don't, you know, I, you know a retail customer and I can't get deliveries of something, that recognition of we're in this together really focuses on the relationship and how this will, and this will be something we will get through together. And it's not just my expedience to keep money in the bank. So it's not just we're in the coronavirus thing together. Mm-hmm. We're also in in your shopping experience together, and 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 maybe it's a little different today, but we're still going to make sure that it happens for you. That's and you right. Get what you need. That's right. That's and right. I think it works both ways. I think it's the the person who's shopping in the store who sees the person who's working in the store and recognizes what they're trying to do, and they're there to serve them. Um, it's the person who's working and working in the store to the customer. It's me to my client. It's my client to their, you know, it's this sort of entire ecosystem of recognizing we are in this together and we will all do our best to make this um, as manageable as we can. And I know that sounds very sort of airy-fairy, but these are moments when I remember right after September 11 and you would see people on the street, on the empty streets of New York City, and people would say, are you okay? And what that really was packed, what was packed into that was really, is your family okay? Did you lose anybody? You know, are you okay? I mean, there were so many emotional tenors to that. And that's what we need to engage in here now because everybody we meet, every client, every customer, every shopper, every employee are now in that moment of uncertainty. So this is where we, in this next phase, have to be saying, are you okay? Gotcha. Very good. Well, Wendy Liebman, the founder, CEO, and chief shopper of WSL Strategic Retail, I can't thank you enough for your uh, very wise insights. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Be healthy. Stay well. Eat chocolate. (laughs) Eat chocolate. Eat chocolate. Have a cocktail (laughs) and wash your hands. For sure. All right. Thank you, Wendy. Cheers. Thanks for listening. I hope there was value in this podcast episode, which you can take to your business. We'd love to know your feedback and anything else you'd like to hear about. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and on Twitter at Mouth Media Shows. You can also find us at MouthMediaNetwork.com. For now, a big thank you to all of the experts who have joined us on this podcast series. And from all of us at Mouth Media, we hope you will be safe, healthy, and that you and your business will weather this health emergency successfully. I'm Mark Rako. This podcast is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2020, all rights reserved. The opinions heard may not necessarily represent those held by Mouth Media Network, open source business, or anyone associated. This is Mouth Media Network, your inside voice.